I did not go to Texas A&M to learn about promotional products. <laughs> so, Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. And welcome to episode number 192 of Unscripted. I am your co-host, Bill Petrie. With me, as always, right over here is the staff sergeant of <laughs> scarves, socks, sweaters, and soft shells. Love it. Love the it. one and only fresh back from Mexico. <laughs> Very fresh. <laughs> the one and only Kirby Hosman. Kirby, how the hell are you today? I am doing well. Yes, I did. My wife and I uh, took a trip to, to Mexico, as you said. It was great. Oh, love the sunshine and the warm weather. But it was uh, great to be back, honestly. I'm really excited to jump back into it. And so I'm doing well. How about you, bud? Doing great. Glad to have you back. And I know how much you love uh, Mexico, so it's muy bueno for those of you who are bilingual. That means very good. I know that's very good to have you back. You know what else Thanks. is very good, Kirby? What's up, Bill? Our good pals over at Next Level Apparel. Yes. And you know, they continue to lead the industry with innovative fabric blends that utilize combed ring cotton spun fabrics that are heavenly soft at a value that is second to none. You know, for over 12 years, their outstanding color palette, full spectrum of fits, and diversity of styles continue to define them as one of the top suppliers of fashion apparel in the promotional products industry. And I know you're a big fan of their their soft t-shirts. Yeah, I absolutely love any kind of soft t-shirts, and I think Next Level was a leader in that. Next Level was actually the first brand for me, and I I can't speak to anybody else, but the first brand that customers, for me it was in CrossFit area, stuff like that, where where customers were coming to me and saying, I need Next Level. And so that was, for me, like changed the game for me in t-shirt sales. And so I'm a huge fan. Well, as well, you should be. Um, but that's just not enough for Next Level. Did you know that? That's just frankly not enough. Okay. They've called 2020 the year of Next Level. They're updating their brand aesthetic. They have brand new garment styles, including the first unisex item in the Ideal Collection. That's the 1800. And their company Ethos continues to be rooted in giving back and creating initiatives to that end. And they recently donated, get this Kirby, 400,000 garments to the Cambodian Red Cross, which is wow. pretty freaking amazing when you think about it. Yeah, that's huge. Um, and so, you know, so it's not just about amazing fashion. That that next level, they really respect the rights of each individual and care for the environment. They're sweatshop free, child labor free, and they take social responsibility to the ready next for this level. next level <laughs> in everything that they do. And so, their promise is to perfect the art and science of T-shirts. And I love that. Yeah. I love that tagline. And so if you want to learn more, and gosh darn it, why wouldn't you, head over to nextlevelapparel.com. You're not going to be sorry you did. Now, Kirby, I want to thank you for having the courage to be on this podcast today, especially coming off of your Ron Mexico trip. Yeah, no, I'm excited to be uh, chatting with you, brother. Would you like to start off with the topic, or would you like me to start off the topic? I'm good Either way, that is the kind of generous co-host I am. <laughs> yes, you are. Actually, I think I started last time, so I'll let you go. All right, Kirby. So, I, okay, I got a couple here. All right, let's start with this one. So the Kobe Bryant Memorial Service. Mm-hmm. By the way, this morning of Kobe Bryant has lasted longer than just about any morning period I've ever remembered for a celebrity. Right. So it shows the, the positive impact that he made. And uh, so I'm not, I'm not making fun of that. I'm just making note of that more than anything else. Right. But I didn't know if you realize this. So the memorial service, I believe it was on Monday. Or two, I don't remember if it was Monday or Tuesday, um, but there were promotional products given out to the attendees. Are you really? Aware of this? No, yeah. I, I didn't know that. So there was a KB pin, a Kobe Bryant pin, 
Um, hopefully, Harvey Mackler at Jumpire was able to provide that. Yeah. Um, a Kobe Bryant T-shirt that had three images of Kobe and his daughter in heartwarming moments. Hmm. So it was an in- it was intended as keepsakes. But I know this will shock you. Already being sold on the eBay. Mm. So I, this really struck me as is a, a couple of things. So the first one, and I want to ask you this question: Is promotional our pro- promotional products right for a memorial service? I think Period. in this. I think in this Quite case, yes. Actually. Yeah. Okay. No. Absolutely. Uh, because I, 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 when you said it. It, you know, it was a curiosity to me. And then you said, it. I'm like, no, they are commemorating his life. They're commemorating his impact. Um, I, I actually do. Um, and, and I'll tell you, it's funny that you say this has nothing to do with Kobe Bryant, but I just went to a memorial service for a young man in Coshocton mm-hmm. and they, they did a rug uh, on the, like a wall hanging mm-hmm. rug with his face on it. Yeah. And at the moment I'm like, wow, okay. Again, I don't know that Amy will memorialize me in that way. I actually suggested that she did just in case she gets a new husband. Um, but the idea of, back to the Kobe thing, the idea that you would provide people something that is a commemorative piece that would allow them to not only remember the event, but remember the person, I think it's completely appropriate. I, yeah, I think commemorative piece to piece is fine. I think you you, you walk a very fine line, if I could sure. use fine in about multiple sentences. You walk a real fine line because you know people are going to be selling this for their own profit on eBay or second second market sites, that really bugs me. Um, mm-hmm. I think a T-shirt's a little weird. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I think a T-shirt in that environment is a little weird. I think a pin for you know Kobe Bryant. I think that's super cool and appropriate. I think maybe a commemorative coin or something like mm-hmm. that would be appropriate. I'll, I'll, by the way, both would probably still be sold on eBay. But the thought of what I guess what kind of struck me, and if you see the T-shirt, I mean. It's very well done, but it's Kobe and his daughter in these, I will not say intimate, but very loving father-daughter moments, right. and it feels almost like an invasion of privacy. Yeah, I see um, what you're saying. I, to me, that's weird. I think, and so the next question was really, is this promo that they gave out the right promo for a memorial service? So I agree with you that uh, some sort of token, not only for the family and the pallbearers and things like that, but also for the attendees, I think is super appropriate as long as it's tasteful and respectful and lives that you know brings that person's memory to life but man that t-shirt for whatever reason just looked really weird for me yeah no i I, and again i haven't seen it um but i understand what you're saying i think i actually struggle with any t-shirt where there's like a picture of people on it so maybe i'm the weird one but i I think the mess like doing a t-shirt to me is fine Mm -hmm. but i agree with you that i don't know that i would wear a t-shirt with their picture on it but if it had a um you know uh, number 24 forever or yeah. and again I'm making this up off the top of my head but something that maybe even something that uh, referenced where they could provide because he's, he's got a foundation that he's yeah. uh, giving to something that yeah. referenced that would be I think interesting and appropriate so the use of it doesn't bother me at all I haven't seen it but I do understand what you're saying about having the the picture of him and his daughter on, on the other side just for the sake of this discussion I mean, that's what we're there to, they were there to memorialize. And so I think that people who, of course, there are going to be people who are jerks, right? Mm -hmm. But for the people who were there and really truly had a personal or felt like they had a personal connection, you know, that might be something that gets framed. You know what I I mean? I don't know. Yeah, I guess. It just, like I said, it just, um, I know Kobe, his life and certainly his daughter as well, touched a lot of people. It just struck me as a little... Weird, for lack Fair of a better term, just a little weird. All right, Kirby, what, do you, what kind of topic do you have for number two? Number two. Okay, so um, 
I one of the things that I get when I go on vacation is I do allow my brain to turn off work mode a little bit. But what I find is when I come back, I always feel like I'm in the need for a new challenge. Uh, when I, you know, the the inspiration for the book that I just got done with came from a trip away and vacation, mm-hmm. and um, and I I've I've getting I'm getting that tug again that I need mm-hmm. a new challenge in my life and so Mm -hmm. i've kind of landed on doing another half marathon i haven't done one of those in several years i believe i saw a post to that effect yeah by the way crickets no one was interested in doing that with me um but i'm curious i couldn't personally scroll past it fast enough (laughs) you do that with a lot of my posts though so that one's not different Uh, Um, don't sell yourself short i do it with all your posts yeah exactly uh but so that's a challenge that i have that Mm -hmm. For me, a half marathon is one that I have to train for, but is not so insurmountable that I can't walk the next day. I've done a full marathon. I don't want to do that. But I'm curious about challenges for you. Do you have any Mm -hmm. challenges coming up in like the near future or how do you keep track of them? What's, you know, how do you kind of, I know like we are a little different on goals, right? We are. But where do you come out and you're like, ooh. That's something that inspires me that I want to take on, whether it's work, whether it's personal, you know, whether it's um, guitar or whatever. Yeah, so that it kind of just happens, just mm-hmm. like you, you know. I mean, I, I can parenting seventeen year old twin boys fall into that challenge mode, <laughs> um, you know. So it it, uh, it to me it just comes when it comes. Like you know, I can feel myself. I I feel like, for example, I feel like I've mastered um, barbecuing and smoking meat, and I still mm-hmm. love doing it. I want to learn how to cook something else now. And I right. don't know what that is, a different cuisine. Um, and I'm starting to lean toward, like, um, Chinese, hmm. like learning to, you know, how to make real good fried rice and things like that. So, again, I just enjoy doing stuff like that. You know, you know my, my wife and I were talking about it um, this past weekend. I finally was able to get a nice enough day to uh, sit outside and smoke meat, which is, it's like, my – peace i'm in my backyard i've got the music going the dog was with me and just being able to just i love the smell of the smoke and i just love the theater of it i love having to have to mess with the, the the smoker and all that and that was my happy place and for months i don't get to do that right um and so I, there will be some sort of challenge like that i did have I, I used to be a little more aligned with the way you do goals like i'd have uh, you know, I had a goal when I turned 45 that by the age of 50, I wanted to run the New York City Marathon. Uh, yeah, it didn't work out real well. <laughs> um, it's just, it's just, I'm not a runner. Yeah, so, I was going to say, you know, part, that's part not, of a good, it, not a good one for you. No, part of it was, you know, I, I was aspiring to do something that's not even remotely in my wheelhouse. That's not to say I couldn't do it if I didn't put my, if I put my mind to it, but I don't have that physique. I can't fight through the shin splits. I've tried a million times. I don't like running and it's yeah. just not my thing. I think if I was going to do a fitness thing or something physical, it would be more in the lines of what I like to do. So Like skipping. Like, no, would be no, no, skipping very bad, very bad. No, be more in lines of, you know, I'd like to do, uh, you know, uh, some sort of sw- uh, master swimming thing mm. or something like that. But uh, no, mine are, I want to learn things. So my challenges, to, to get back to your original question, I like to learn things. I want to learn things. Mm. I want to I like be that. a more well-rounded person. And I think the moment you stop learning is the moment you start to die. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I really want to keep learning. You know what? I really like that. And it's funny because when you started talking about food, I think I was like, oh, yeah, that's perfect for you. I think that one of the challenges we get into is sometimes we we create goals or challenges for ourselves based on what 
we see other people do right or that you know that excite other people and when you don't have sort of self-awareness you can tie yourself into yeah i could probably do that even if it's something you're like but it would suck yeah i would have no, <laughs> i would get no joy out of running i've tried right. to i've tried right. to now i'll work out i like going to the gym yeah. that's the i do that i don't enjoy running and i wish i did but i'm not going to force myself to like it and, and i'm still in the middle of the challenge of trying to learn how to play guitar so i mean yeah. there's i've still got sure. that going on so yeah that's cool all right good topic let me let's let's go here a little bit kirby so you know the astros were caught cheating um uh they were caught uh, stealing signs so mm-hmm. they uh, a lot of the players knew the pitch what pitches were coming in the world series a few years ago i want to put you as an owner of the pittsburgh pirates you are now the owner of the pittsburgh pirates okay and in August, let's say, the Astros are slated to visit. What promotional product would you give away <laughs> to be slightly subversive to commemorate and memorialize the fact that the Astros, those dirty, dirty rotten bastards, cheated and, and won the World Series by, by stealing signs? Oh, man, that's great. So my if you initial... need to think, I can go. No, 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 I got it. So so here's what I wouldn't do, because it's the first thing that popped in my head. I'm going to say it. Mm-hmm. But handing out baseballs that had something to do with plunking yep. <laughs> the people. I mean, that just feels, because you know there is going to be a tour of that. I know. I know that the uh, the commissioner of Major League Baseball said, we are going to have a zero tolerance policy for throwing at people. You mean a, like your zero tolerance policy for cheating? Right. That's going to go great. Anyway, uh, so I wouldn't do that. Okay. I think some something with a T-shirt um, for me, and, and again, T-shirts are always sort of my go-to, but something with a funny saying that talks mm-hmm. about um, uh, kicking them in the Astros yeah. or okay. something along the lines of having fun with that. So I thought you, I would give out small little metal trash cans and little mini baseball bats because that's apparently how they communicated the signs. <laughs> so everybody in the stands could be in the trash cans. <laughs> or I thought a bobblehead of one of the opposing players, let's say Jose Altuve, but the him running, the bobblehead is him running. The jersey's open, and you can see like the little buzzers he might be wearing to, <laughs> feel, to feel what pitches were coming. Um, I just thought that was a quick, fun one. There. Yeah, no, that's I, and I guarantee you. Actually, we should revisit this once the season starts to yeah. see if. And for those who are listening, who are big baseball fans, if you see anything, I would. I I think that will be fun to watch because yeah. that is the part that we can actually have some fun with, since Major League Baseball <laughs> isn't going to do anything about it anyway yeah well speaking of fun kirby let's talk about our good pals over at vault vault promotions you know that's right woot woot indeed you know you've heard that those freaking badgers over there they're now selling coasters right we've got i've got my own little unscripted coaster right there i've got one of those little little kirby i've got a i've got a bill coaster not a kirby one if not you have now they have these farmhouse inspired collection of coasters including locally sourced wood right here the leatherette which kirby just held up a second ago slate all printed in full color they're serious about ending watermarks on furniture you know coasters are a perfect promotional gift uh, or either individually or in sets they can even personalize these things with individual names monograms any variable data and they can be filled fulfilled online through a release program if you wish all their coasters are absorbent, so the water doesn't just collect at the bottom of the cup or on the coaster and then run off onto the furniture. That, that's a problem with really crappy coasters. For and sure. And honestly, they're more than just coasters. There's a number of uses for these things, Kirby. I'm not sure if you're aware of this. <laughs> you know, you could wedge one under the leg of a table to stop something from wobbling. We've all yeah. had to do that before, sure. right? Sure, yeah. You could stack two or three of them on top of each other in a pinch to use as like a door jam. Love just it. Just like that. 
you can play some of your eyes when you're power napping in your office to get some truly peaceful sleep. Okay. Hey, I've got a new dog. You need to entertain your dog. You can toss one of these miniature Frisbees across the room and watch Fido go nuts. Actually, though, I don't think you want to do that. Um, I, I talked to Josh. They admit these things really don't fly that well. Uh, they've actually <laughs> tested them. You can get about 16 yards or so if you got a, 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 out of the wood coasters if you got a tailwind behind you. They're really shitty frisbees. Let's be okay. honest. Okay. But there's. I will test of, that. Yeah, there are plenty of other uses, and right now they're offering you a free self promo set of these coasters along with an EQP offer on your first order. Order, not odor. So where you need to go, you need to visit shittyfrisbees.com <laughs> to learn more and grab your free coasters. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh. shittyfrisbees.com. You won't be sorry. You did. Kirby, do you have another topic for us? And do you want to follow that? Oh, that's pretty good. You guys are awesome. Okay, uh, so you posted about uh, college visits here um, recently, about the trip that you are going to be taking. Is that right? You haven't taken it yet, going to be taking. Yeah, it's going to be the kids' spring break. I think it's March 13th through the 17th or whatever that is. Yes. Okay, cool. So I thought that was really cool, what you're going to do. Um, Obviously, I'm not that far removed from uh, college visits. So Mm -hmm. uh, are you looking forward to it? What's, you know, sort of what was the impetus for putting that all together? Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so, I mean, my kids are 17. They're rising seniors. They never called us rising anything when <laughs> I was just a junior that's right whatever they're juniors. so in other words they're juniors yeah okay, they're juniors it. so get to the time where they're starting to try to pick colleges and so you know they have different interests they want to do different things um but it's hard to, you know with two at the same time it's hard to really schedule visits quite frankly and so we decided that spring break was the time to do it so we're going to start off at Ole Miss uh going to Mississippi State then we're heading down to uh, Auburn. We were going to go to Clemson. We just found out they're on spring break. So that's the reason we're not going to Alabama as well. So they're on spring break. So we're not going to Clemson now. We're going to the University of Georgia. Okay. And then going to hit the University of Tennessee. So it's five colleges in five days. It's wow. about a 2,000 miles of, of driving. It's, it's going to be a lot. But it hopefully will help them narrow down what they want to do mm. um, or where they want to be, not what they want to do. I think at 17 is, is way too young to figure out really what you want to do. Yes, I agree. You know, you're going to start off in one. I'm a big believer. You start off in one area and you end up in another. I did not go to Texas A&M to learn about promotional products. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's just honestly it's timing. Now, I know there's going to be other ad hoc college visits. There's going to be, I, I guarantee you, a trip to – uh, Alabama and, and probably uh, Clemson at some point um, in, uh, uh, you know, I think Mitch wants to look at um, Oklahoma State and Missouri. Drew wants to look at Perdont um, and so <laughs> and Texas A&M. So there'll be some other visits uh, as they kind of – so the, the, that was the real impetus of it is just to really kind of get them starting to think about what does life look like in college because I think they think it's one thing mm. and obviously – uh, it's it's something else entirely, and it was just a time to do it. What, what I love about it, we obviously, again, with Skylar in particular, um, Jade had a little bit different idea of where she wanted to go, and obviously she went down that path. Skylar went and visited several schools, and we did a piece where we went down to uh, University of Cincinnati, and mm-hmm. then the next day went to Miami. Yeah. And I will tell you, that was super valuable yeah. um, because you could literally, in one fell swoop, compare them – you know, yeah. back to back to back. And 
both U- University of Cincinnati and Miami are great schools, but they are wildly different yeah. in every single way. Yeah. And so it was so cool to watch um, and we took a, another girl with us yeah. who was looking at schools too. And it was like, they were immediately either like, okay, I like this one and I hate this, you know, because yeah. they were so different. And I think that having them back to back like that will be valuable. On the other side. It's too and much, I, I'm telling you. I, it, I'm sure it is. But I'll be curious to see. I started to pay attention to the branded merchandise that oh, yeah. colleges were doing. Yeah. Um, and like some some of them do it really well. Mm-hmm. And man, some of them are chintzy and yeah i mean and that'll be I'm, I'm sure that'll be part of it i mean it's really the kids trip i mean of course meet with you know I, I i think you know sandy and i have gone back and forth on this i think we're doing too many to be very honest with that's you. a lot um I, I you know we're doing the university of tennessee at the end just because we're kind of close by <laughs> neither one of them want to go there and to me i'm just like why are we even bothering to me it just muddies the waters but i'm willing to be wrong here as i often am so i am sure it'll be a very uh it'll be a very long week um but it'll be a a good week it'll be filled with memories and you know it's it's fun kind of watching them uh you know make adult decisions and and this is one of them so yeah yeah that's cool well i I saw that and you and i hadn't talked about it so i wanted to dig in real quick all right so i've got another topic here kirby um, and it's not necessarily promotional products related. It's, you Actually, know that's fine with me. <laughs> yeah, I know. Actually, yeah, yeah. let's go with this one. So I don't know about you. I don't know what TV service you use in the Hassaman household. I don't know if you have cable, DirecTV, Dish Network. And, Spectrum. Ooh, Spectrum. Boy, that sounds mm-hmm. made up. Cable. Anyway, so I'm in the process of cutting the cord. Okay. I, I have had – I've been a DirecTV customer for – Probably 18 years. Um, I like DirecTV because anywhere I've ever moved, the channels for the most part remain the same, and I like that. That's an advantage. And I had to have the Sunday ticket, which for years I've I've always had. I've had it for probably 15 years. But we're in the process of, of, you know, now that we have all these streaming services. Yeah. I'm looking at my my, uh, satellite bill, and it's like I'm spending way too much (laughs) on this stuff. And so – I want to kind of know what your pro if, if you guys in the Hosman household have cut the cord, what streaming services you use mm-hmm. and how that looks on your end. I, I've already got mine. I can tell you what mine are no, if you want. No, mine are easy. So we Spectrum is cable. So it was yep. Time Warner um, before that. So Spectrum and Spectrum has our internet too. Okay. So we do not have a home phone. So yeah. it's just, it's cable. Does anyone and, have a home phone yeah. anymore? Well, just, that used to be a bundled thing. You yeah, know what I mean? I like, so, yeah. so uh, internet, we have that through uh, Spectrum. We have the most basic uh, package when it comes to cable. Yeah. Um, I just want live sports. And I know that that is, that is an option. The girls, specifically Jade, is pushing hard for Hulu, for us to move away yeah. from Spectrum and go to Hulu. Uh, we also have Netflix. And so... Okay. And, and you know this about me, and this yeah. isn't some moral thing. I just don't no. watch a ton of TV. And yeah. It's live sports, and it's reruns of The Big Bang Theory. That's yeah. pretty much what I watch. Well, and see, that's kind of our house. I mean, yeah. I, Sandy will watch, like, Hallmark, and I know Amy will too. So yeah, there's a Hallmark, right, true. There's the Hallmark Network movie situation, which I'm— Yep, they're best. amazing. All I know is I've never known that. I didn't realize that Santa as a young man was so damn hot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway— <laughs> but I watch a lot of you know, the things I, I don't watch a lot of TV, but when it's on, it's like Food Network. Right. It's it's like stuff like that or like Hotel Impossible and stuff like that. So I cut our 
satellite bill in half, just slashed it. Not bare bones, but just damn near bare bones. Right. And then, but we have Netflix. Um, we do have Amazon Prime, which I, I do like quite a bit of stuff mm. they have. And then it's funny, the same- I have Amazon Prime, and I've never watched a single <laughs> thing on there. Uh, there's some really great yeah. shows on there. Quite no, honestly. I believe you. I believe you. Um, Actually, yeah. Go no, ahead. No, go ahead. So, so what I, 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 this is something I've been meaning to bring up as a topic. I figured out, and this is part of it, is that there's so many good series out there. Yeah. Uh, so everybody had told me Breaking Bad, got to watch yep. Breaking Bad. So one night I started watching Breaking Bad. Amy wasn't that into it. And what I determined that night was I can watch a one or two episode thing. Yeah, that's what I have the bandwidth for to yeah. to to commit to. Like, I got to halfway through second episode of Breaking Bad, and I'm like, I just I'm not gonna watch all of these without Amy being into it. So I'm out. Yeah, and so no, I get that. I get and that. so I mean, that's everybody's, yeah. Everybody's, everybody's different. Own, everybody's got their own binging habits, right? Right. Um, but I ended up getting Disney Plus because with the same, mm. I, they were running the special. Um, if I paid up front for a year, it was like 30 bucks as opposed to 60. I'm like, yeah. So I have all the Marvel movies. So yeah, the kids and I have been in revisiting Marvel movies. Um, got all the Star Wars and stuff like that. And then uh, we did get uh, ESPN Plus. So I'm still saving about 70 bucks a month, but now I've got all these different entertainment options that I felt like I was missing out on. Hmm. And what I love about this, and it's kind of, this is the tie into the promotional products industry or really any business. I think what cable companies like Spectrum, what DirecTV and satellite companies are missing out on is that as a consumer, I want a complete and utter choice over what I'm paying for. I don't want your idea of a basic package. I think they would actually do a lot better because I do think your DirecTVs, your Spectrums, they're going away. Mm. And yeah. I, 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 th- I see probably within 12 months, I will go to Hulu just to, or, or YouTube TV just to right. kind of get rid of all this stuff because I want full control because if there's really six channels I watch, that's yeah. the only six channels I want. Now, yeah. you can charge me a premium for those. So maybe the first five channels are $8 a month each. And then after that, it's $5 for the next five or whatever. You can make your money off that, but I'm so tired of paying for channels I don't want. And I think that ties into our industry is people want that choice. They want to have that illusion, at the very least, of control over what they're buying. No, I, I like it a lot. And it's funny. It's a conversation that I think a lot of us are, you know, we're living through and many, I'd say some in the past tense, have lived through such a cosmic shift in how people consume that content. And uh, yeah, I mean, like literally it's a, it's a continuing conversation in my household about how we're going to move forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, the Disney plus thing and the ESPN plus thing is very interesting to me. I, I think they've, yeah. they've, they've queued that up right. Well, and I think that's what you're going to see. I think very soon, instead of going to like TNT and you see a rerun of like Shawshank Redemption, that's going to be, if you want to watch it, you have to subscribe to Netflix or you have to subscribe here. You're going to see people start really owning that content. I mean, the big bidding wars right now, or have been, who who run, who has the streaming um, uh, rights to Seinfeld, The Office, and a couple other programs, and, you know, who has the streaming rights for all the Marvel movies? Well, that's all going to Disney Plus and stuff like that. So it's very interesting to me. I think you're going to see a lot more of the studios retaining ownership of their content as opposed to uh, syndicating it out. Yeah, I tell you, the number one show that I think I watch is the Netflix menu that I just scroll through trying to find something to watch. That's well, the number one show I watch. I, see, the most thing I watch <laughs> on Netflix is documentaries. I can't yeah. get enough of them. Can't get yeah. enough of them. So you're missing out, Kirby. All, All right. right. Uh, do you have a quick topic or you want to move on? Um. 
We're yeah. about 27 minutes. So you're We're 27 minutes. Uh, yeah. So I just, I'll, I'll just tell you something really quick. So you okay. brought up uh, several episodes ago. I can't remember uh, the idea of a subscription model in our industry. Yes. And I, just so you know that I take what you say to heart, I immediately started spinning on how I could revisit that. Now, mm-hmm. we, um, we, we've created what we're calling a brand box, and we're okay. sending it to some of our top clients. We're not, we're not charging them for this Good first for one. I want to get it in their hands. We've curated the, the products very much on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with, to tie in the give back piece, we are, we've, we're only doing it to like 35 customers, yep. but then we, we did 50 and we're, there's like $60 worth of merchandise in here. Okay. And so we are going to sell the, le- the rest of the um, boxes, um, that's our goal, mm-hmm. with 100% of the proceeds going to our local animal shelter. Okay. So that Very was nice. inspired like that. by the unscripted Bill Petrie conversation about a subscription box. Yep. And I say that just to say, even if the subscription model doesn't make sense for your business, right. there might be ways to jump off and still do some good for your business and for the world. So. Well, I think that's great. And I think the fact that you're taking the, the drug dealer approach where you're going to give them a little taste and then maybe down the road you can charge <laughs> for it. I like that. And honestly, I think it's, it's again, it's a creative way of being in front of your, your audience. Everything is a sales opportunity except right. for when you say, I'm calling just to check in and see how things are doing. That's not a sales <laughs> opportunity. And we're, as salespeople, and we're all salespeople, you're always looking for ways to get in front of your clients this is a great way to do it. So I'm glad I'm glad you're giving it a tumble. See if it works. If it does, great. If it doesn't, great. Hey, you know what? That's okay. Yeah. That's really uh, absolutely okay. So, Kirby, we are now at the time of this podcast where we talk about the person or persons of the week who are really getting our attention in the promotional marketing merchandise industry for promotional products and ad specialties people. Woo-hoo. And this week, <laughs> I have the honor as I raise my voice in a very aggressive way, <laughs> I have the honor of sharing. These are two people that I've wanted to highlight here for months, and I haven't. Two people, that's right, not one, not three, two. Um, Pierre Maricho and Alex Sims from yes. Chameleon Like. I tell you what, if you're not familiar with Chameleon Like, and it is not a commercial, this is nope. just a company that is really changing the game when it comes to packaging. <laughs> Um, they uh, have really changed our industry. They do it by thinking about runway-inspired stuff. It's recycled. It's sustainable. They have this kick-ass, over-the-edge printing. And, and if you've gone to any of the common SKU events, they usually mm, uh, yeah. uh, have things there to place your cell phones in and, and things like that. And I'll tell you, Pierre and Alex do such a wonderful job of not only designing and creating the boxes, but what thing they do that really... Um, I love more than anything else is when they speak about what they're doing. It is the passion is contagious. Now Kirby's showing a box that I got one too um, for attending SKUCon, and it's beautiful. And again, it's just chain. You know, we talk about how promotional pro- how to elevate promotional products, and it's the packaging that can really do that. No matter what's in that box, you want to open the box. And it's, again, it's a think- hilarious audible, by the way, because. You and I, before this started, I apologize yeah. for interrupting you, but we wanted to get my microphone up so you could see. Yeah. 
I just got back, and so this yeah. was waiting on my that desk. So this is literally what I was using. There you go. So what Kirby's showing, for those of you not on TV, he's showing a box, the box that uh, Chameleon-like uh, sent out after SKUCon. So anyway, Pierre Marticho and Alex Sims from Chameleon-like, they are absolutely my promotional people of the week. That is a magnificent choice. Both of them, super great people. Yeah. Um, really enjoy chatting with them. And you're exactly right. But the idea that we do it unscripted, and I know some people yeah. think we don't. This we was do. complete audible. And that is hilarious to me that that's what I was using. Yeah, I really, like I said, I really, uh, there's so, and here's the other thing, too, what people don't realize. Two of the sweetest, nicest mm, humans yeah. on the planet, those two. So yeah. Pierre and Alex. We're going to box up your uh, virtual high fives and send them to you in a box of our choosing. Yeah, that's How about right. That? All right, love Kirby. It. Do you have a best thing ever for us this week? Yeah. Okay. So I know that you have lived in several places. You travel a lot. Uh, yep. So I'm going to give you a best thing ever, but I'm going to give you a choice. Oh. Okay. All right. So best city ever okay. to travel to okay. or to live in. Your, cho- your choice. Best city to travel to is the town so nice they named it twice. New York, <laughs> New York. Okay. Um, right. I, I, I have lived there, so I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's the best place to live. If you have a stupid amount of money, it's a great place to live. <laughs> um, and I did live there for a while and, and did not have a stupid amount of money. <laughs> okay. um, but what, what I'll tell you, what I, I love for me and my personality, I really love visiting New York. It, the, the the congestion in Manhattan appeals to me. I mean, hmm. just the energy there. The sense of order, everything above Houston Street is a grid, and in that, you know, it's 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 avenues run north south, streets run east west. It you know, Fifth Avenue's dividing line. So if it's two forty five East Forty Fourth Street, you know, it's east of Fifth Avenue, and and if it's west, it's what I, I that appeals to me, and there's just an energy in that city um, that that uh, I absolutely love. I don't think I'd want to live there again as much as I, I but I do have I have a mad mad love affair with New York City. And That's I do good. think it's because I lived there for five years or so. I do feel like there's a sense of homecoming. I don't I know how to use the subway. I know where to go. Right. I know where not to go. I, I so that that factors into it. So I love, love, love New York City. Cool. That's a great one. Uh, for me, and I again, you know, I haven't lived yep. nearly in as many cities as you have. I mean, obviously, I enjoy living in Coshocton because right. that's where I live. Um, I, the, the city that pops into my head, and it's it's a city, but it's also an area, is I really like Tampa. Yeah. I, I, I think, uh, you know, again, getting in and out of it, I, th- I find very easy. I love yeah. the St. Pete's area, Clearwater. Like, all of the surrounding areas, uh, you, you know, I love the ocean and beaches and just the whole vibe of it down there. Yeah. Uh, so, for me, I, the, the, the city that immediately popped into my head is Tampa, Florida. I so. would have guessed 877 other cities before Tampa, and that's not a cut at Tampa. I just would have guessed 877 <laughs> other cities. <laughs> But you know what I never have to guess about, Kirby? What's that, Bill? That's where to go if I want some retail-inspired fashion, and that's over our friends at Next Level Apparel. We talked about earlier. It's not just about amazing fashion, although it is. Uh, you know, for over 12 years, they have that outstanding color palette, the full spectrum of fits, their diversity of styles, that those really soft, heavenly soft ring-spun cotton fabrics. Those are all fantastic. Their promise is to perfect the art and science of T-shirts, and they're constantly innovating and finding new ways to get better at what they do, which I love. They are not static. They're continually moving forward. So 2020 is the year of Next Level. Learn more at nextlevelapparel.com. You won't be sorry you did. Kirby, as always, a delight to do this fabulous award-winning podcast with you. Thanks, man. 
Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.